0: I would now like to turn the meeting over to Mr. Jamie Porter, Chief Financial Officer. Please go ahead.
1: Thank you, Operator, and thank you everyone for attending Alamos' third quarter 2021 conference call. In addition to myself, we have on the line today John McCluskey, President and CEO, and Peter McPhail, Chief Operating Officer. We will be referring to a presentation during the conference call that's available through the webcast and on our website. I would also like to remind everyone that our presentation will be followed by a Q&A session. As we will be making forward-looking statements during the call, please refer to the cautionary notes included in the presentation, news release, and MD&A, as well as the risk factors set out in our annual information form. Technical information in this presentation has been reviewed and approved by Chris Foswick, our Vice President of Technical Services, and a qualified person. Also please bear in mind that all of the dollar amounts mentioned in this conference call are in U.S. dollars unless otherwise noted. Now I'll turn it over to John to provide you with an overview of the quarter. Thank you, Jamie,
2: and good morning, everyone. I'd like to start with slide three. Our third quarter was marked by strong ongoing performances at our Canadian operations, offset by short-term challenges at Mulatto's as it enters a transitional period. Consolidated gold production of 104,700 ounces was lower than guided, while total cash costs and all-in sustaining costs were broadly in line with expectations. Both were above our initial full-year guidance and reflecting the impact of stronger-than-budgeted Canadian dollar. A key highlight in the quarter was Young-Davidson averaging record mining rates of 8,000 tons per day, producing 50,000 ounces of gold and generating 29 million in free cash flow. The mine is performing very well, and we expect it to be a strong free cash flow generator for a very long time. Mulatto's had a challenging quarter, with an above-average rainy season and slower-than-anticipated recoveries from stockpiled ore, affecting both production and costs. With Cerro Pallone winding down, stockpiles will make up a larger proportion of production for mulatto's until the Yaqui Grande starts supplying low-cost production in the third quarter of 2022. Given the higher costs associated with processing this stockpiled ore, we expect costs to increase in the fourth quarter and through the first half of next year mulatto's costs are expected to decrease in the second half of 2022 and will be significantly lower in 2023 as layaki grande ramps up looking to the fourth quarter we expect production to increase at each of our operations reflecting higher grades at young davidson and operational improvements of mulatto's nevertheless with the third quarter production shortfall at mulatto's we are reducing our annual production guidance at the operations by 15,000 ounces, or 3% on a consolidated basis, to a range of 455,000 to 495,000 ounces. Production guidance for Young-Davidson and Island Gold remain unchanged, with both operations continuing to perform well and on track to achieve full-year guidance. Given the ongoing impact of the stronger Canadian dollar, and higher-than-planned costs at Mulatto's, we are also increasing our consolidated total cash cost guidance to a range of $790 to $810 per ounce, and all in sustaining costs to a range of $1,120 to $1,140 per ounce. Excluding the impact of the stronger Canadian dollar, costs through the first three quarters of this year are consistent with our initial guidance. Moving to slide four. While we encountered some challenges in the third quarter, our strong long-term outlook remains intact. At Liaki Grande, construction is advancing well and remains on budget and on schedule to achieve commercial production in the third quarter of 2022. At Island Gold, the phase three expansion is progressing with the focus on permitting, detailed engineering, and contract tendering. We also continue to have success growing the deposit and adding value through the drill bit with another exploration update planned in the fourth quarter. Finally, at Lynn Lake, we continue to advance permitting and expect this to be completed by the middle of next year, which would enable us to make a construction decision thereafter. Collectively, these high-return organic growth projects Support our strong outlook with production potential of 750,000 ounces per year by 2025, a significantly lower all-in sustaining cost of around $800 per ounce. Given our solid balance sheet and ongoing cash flow generation, we can fund all this growth internally while supporting strong ongoing returns to shareholders through our dividend and share buybacks. I'll now turn the call over to our CFO, Jamie Porter, to review our financial performance.
1: Jamie. Thank you, John. Moving on to slide five, we sold 110,500 ounces of gold at a realized price of $1,792 per ounce for revenues of $198 million in the quarter. Gold sales were approximately 5,800 ounces more than gold produced, with some ounces produced in the second quarter being sold in the third quarter. Third quarter costs were broadly in line with guidance provided in the second quarter and higher than initial annual guidance. Total cash costs of $788 per ounce and all-in sustaining costs of $1,152 per ounce continued to be impacted by the stronger-than-budgeted Canadian dollar, as well as higher-than-expected costs at Mulatto's. Our previous 2021 guidance was based on a Canadian dollar foreign exchange rate of $0.75 compared to the actual rate of $0.79 in the third quarter and $0.80 year-to-date. This has increased total cash costs by $30 per ounce, and all in sustaining costs by $45 per ounce relative to our initial guidance. Reflecting the ongoing strength in the Canadian dollar and higher cost of mulattoes, we have increased our 2021 total cash costs and all in sustaining cost guidance. This also reflects some of the inflationary pressures being felt across the sector and globally. We have managed these well through the first three quarters of the year, but do expect more of an impact in the fourth quarter and into 2022. Operating cash flow before changing the non-cash working capital decreased 21% year over year to 102 million or 26 cents per share in the third quarter, reflecting lower production and a lower realized gold price. Net earnings were 25 million or 6 cents per share. Excluding the unrealized foreign exchange loss of 13 million, adjusted net earnings were 38 million or 10 cents per share. Capital spending totaled 89 million in the third quarter, including 31 million of sustaining capital, 51 million of growth capital, and seven million of capitalized exploration. Capital spending is expected to increase in the fourth quarter, reflecting the ramp up of capital spending on the phase three expansion at Island Gold and at Layaqui Grande. With significant capital expenditures scheduled for late in the year, we do see the potential for some fourth quarter capital to be deferred to early 2022. Free cash flow in the third quarter was negative eight million, reflecting higher capital spending at La Grande and Island Gold, as well as lower than anticipated production. In addition to our quarterly dividend of $10 million, we also repurchased 600,000 shares at a cost of $4.5 million, or $750 per share in the third quarter. Year-to-date, we have returned more than $35 million to shareholders in the form of dividends and share buybacks. We are on track to return more than $45 million for the full year. We remain debt-free and ended the quarter with $211 million in cash, $23 million of equity securities, and $500 million of undrawn credit capacity. Combined with strong ongoing cash flow generation, we remain very well positioned to fund our growth projects internally. I'll now turn the call over to our Chief Operating Officer, Peter McPhail, to provide an overview of uh, operations for
3: the quarter. Thank you, Jamie. Moving to slide six, since the completion of the lower mine expansion at Young davidson mid-last year, underground mining rates have consistently met or exceeded the target rates. This trend continued in the third quarter with underground mining rates increasing to average a record 8,000 tons per day. This drove gold production higher to 50,000 ounces and costs lower, contributing to $29 million of mine site free cash flow in the quarter. Total cash costs of $810 per ounce and mine site all in sustaining costs of $1,051 per ounce decreased 14% and 9% respectively from the second quarter, reflecting increased operating efficiencies. Young-Davidson is well-positioned to meet its full-year production guidance with consistent mining rates of 8,000 tons per day and higher grades expected to drive another strong result in the fourth quarter. Given the impact of the stronger Canadian dollar, we have increased full-year total cash cost guidance to approximately $850 per ounce and all in sustaining costs to around $1,060 per ounce. Excluding this impact, costs were in line with initial guidance through the first three quarters of this year. With $70 million of mine site free cash flow year-to-date and higher production expected in the fourth quarter, Young-Davidson remains on track to generate mine site free cash flow of approximately $100 million in 2021. Over to slide seven, Island Gold produced 28,000 ounces of gold in the quarter, 16 percent lower than the second quarter, uh, reflecting lower tons processed. This was due to eight days of downtime for unplanned maintenance in the mill early in the quarter. These one-time maintenance issues were resolved in July with the mill operating at full capacity in August and September. Additional maintenance protocols have been put in place along with an increase in spares, critical spares, to mitigate future unplanned downtime. As previously guided, grades mined and processed were similar to those in the second quarter. Grades are expected to increase slightly in the fourth quarter to average a reserve grade of approximately 10 grams per ton for the full year. Total cash costs and mine site all in sustaining costs were both higher than initial guidance, reflecting the stronger Canadian dollar and unplanned mill downtime. Given the strong performance year-to-date, Island Gold remains on track to meet full-year production guidance. As with Young-Davidson, we have increased full-year total cash cost guidance to approximately $525 per ounce and mine site all in sustaining costs to about $865 per ounce, reflecting the stronger Canadian dollar. Work continues to ramp up on the phase three expansion with the precinct of the shaft expected to begin in mid 2022. The current focus remains on permitting, detailed engineering of the shaft and associated infrastructure, as well as the PACE plant. Contract tendering is ongoing with key contracts now in place for the shaft sinking, the headworks, shaft site, surface works. Growth capital spending totaled $14 million in the third quarter. While spending is expected to increase in the fourth quarter, some of the planned 2021 capital could be deferred to early 2022. Moving to slide eight, uh, mulattoes produced 26,700 ounces in the third quarter at total cash costs and mine out site fall in sustaining costs, 927 and $1,124 per ounce respectively. The third quarter was impacted by the above average rainy season and slower than anticipated recoveries from stockpiled ore stacked in the quarter. The heavier rainfall and wet ore limited stacking rates to about 1,700 tons per day, which is about 20% below our guidance. With Cerro Pallone winding down, we're also stacking a higher proportion of previously mined and stockpiled ore until La Yaki Grande comes online in the second half of 2022. The leach cycle for their stockpiled ore has been longer than anticipated and processing costs higher than expected, giving the additional reagents required. We are expecting higher production from mulattoes in the fourth quarter. However, given the weaker third quarter, we are reducing full year production guidance by 15,000 ounces. Given the higher processing costs associated with the stockpiled ore, we're expecting total cash costs and all sustaining costs to increase in the fourth quarter and have revised our 2021 guidance accordingly. We expect higher costs to persist through the first half of 2022 before decreasing in the second half of 2022 as Layaki-Grande ramps up production. Mine site free cash flow was negative 20 million in the quarter, reflecting 23 million of growth capital and capital advances related to La Yaqui Grande. Moving to slide nine, construction of La Yaqui Grande remains on track, as can be seen in the photos. The projects really come along nicely. Pre-stripping of the open pit continues to ramp up with over 6 million tons of waste mined in the quarter. The haul roads are now completed, solution ponds are lined, and the crushing circuit and ADR plant are advancing well. The project remains on schedule for commercial production in the third quarter of 2022 and on budget with $70 million of growth capital spent and 18 million advanced contractors towards the initial 137 million capital estimate. We expect costs to decrease at Malatos in the second half of 2022 and more significantly into 2023 with Layaki grande representing the majority of production from the Malatos district. With that, I'll turn the call back to John.
2: Thank you, Peter. We'll now open the lines for Q&A session, and uh, I'll turn the call to the operator uh, to get that going. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Mr. McCluskey. We will now take questions from the telephone lines. If you have a question and you're using a speakerphone, please lift your handset before making your selection. If you have a question, please press star 1 on your device's keypad. You may cancel your question at any time by pressing star 2. Please press star 1 at this time. If you have a question, there will be a brief pause while participants register for questions. Thank you for your patience. And the first question is from Cosmos Chu from CIBC. Please go ahead.
4: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you.
5: And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Good morning. Thanks, uh, John, Jamie, and, and Peter. Um, maybe my first question is on mulattoes. Um, you know, if I look at your m d n a uh, I see that, uh, as you mentioned, the MDNA recovery was 49% um, in Q3. Uh, year to date, it was 55%, so it's come down. Last year, it was over 70%. I think in part due to the stockpile ore. Um, if I remember correctly, the stockpile ore, if it is the stockpile material from day one since 2005, I seem to remember that the recovery um, of that material is lower. Um, I guess my question is going around this is ultimately, you know, I know the leash cycle's longer, but ultimately what kind of recovery should we be expecting from this new mix that has more of this stockpile material in it on the on the leach pad these days.
3: Yeah, hey Cosmos, Peter. Um Hi Peter. the the recovery if you look at just the ounces on versus off recovery in the quarter of forty nine percent. So part of that is because of uh just a delay, really put two things there, the the rainy season dilutes things on us, it was a particularly wet rainy season. Um, and and so those ounces are coming out in the fourth quarter uh, and, uh, and longer leach curve associated with that, uh, that stockpiled ore. Um, you know, the, what we carry for that stockpile ore uh, in, in our recovery model is something in the order of uh, 50%. Um, uh, however, it tends to be higher grade so then and it's already been mined so it's it's uh, it's ore because we you know the costs are cost you yeah, the cost of mine have already been have already been uh have already been incurred so uh yeah that would that would be uh, that would be my answer to those questions okay
5: and then maybe as a follow up peter um you know how much of this uh stock power material do you have? and um i'm just trying to get a clearer picture in terms of how the mix of the different ore types is you know going to be uh, as you transition to uh Layaki grande in the meantime um there's also el salto i believe that's been now stripped maybe and that should be coming in as well so h- how should we look at it in terms of the mix of ore that's being stacked stacked on the leach pad
3: yeah. So I mean, as always at Milatos, we have a number of ore sources. There's still some Victor ores. There's still some San Carlos open pit ore. Uh, there's those are those are going to wind down towards uh, you know in the coming months. Um, Cerro Pallone is winding down. Salto is is going to be ramping up starting uh, early next year, uh, and it will come online uh, more uh, as the year progresses. As, and and. And the stockpile ore. So between now and uh, I would say mid next year, when La Yachi Grande is on stream, uh, about about fifty percent of our ounces uh, would be coming from uh, from the stockpile ore. Mm-hmm.
5: And, and can you let me? Uh, would you be able to tell me how much of the stockpile ore do you still you still have? Ah, uh,
3: it's it's uh, it's in the range of uh, it's in the range of uh, five or six million tons. I think we had 9 million tons at the beginning of this year uh, and we've been processing it through the year and I have to you the exact number Cosmos uh, but we still have quite a, quite a stack of it.
5: Okay for sure and then uh, maybe uh, switching gears to cost here um, as you mentioned uh, the leach pad now needs uh, you know has will experience an increase in cost due to higher reagent uh, usage and cost um, you know maybe breaking it down uh, how much more reagent does the stockpile ore need and how much um, you know cost increase are you anticipating for this reagent you know which one's a larger portion of that cost increase
3: so i mean it, it, it requires more lime and cyanide to be specific that those are the re- and caustic as well so just about everything we put on there is 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 increased uh, for this uh, you know uh, stockpile ore and and it's you know different zones of this stockpile ore have, have different requirements but you know you know, if I were, and we're going through our you know uh, planning process for next year now, so I mean, we'll come out with with guidance uh, in due course. But what we're seeing is, you know, those ounces are probably coming in at uh, somewhere in the range of uh, an all-in sustaining cost of maybe maybe in the fifteen hundred ounce for ra- range for that you know fifty percent of our produ- production for the next six or eight months. Um, mm-hmm. And. Uh, but part of that cost is is uh, is non-cash because of the you know associated cost of building that stockpile. So I think there's a couple hundred dollars or thereabouts that's non-cash. So, I mean, they still make good money, uh, but there you go.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Great. Um, and maybe, you know, in terms of uh, a broader question here, following up on that, um, Jamie, as you mentioned, you know, you've managed costs really well in the first three quarters, but there are... Inflationary pressures on operating costs in the industry, and so we should be expecting um, some increases, some impact in Q4 and into 2022. Uh, we've just talked about, uh, you know, mulattoes and some of the reagent costs, but um, where are you seeing some of the um, inflationary pressures? Is it in Mexico? Is it in Canada? Is it in the reagent costs? Is it in labor, or is it is it just everything?
1: yeah uh, cosmos uh, it, it's, it's it's Jamie we've just gone through you know our budgeting process and, and I think it, it it is really across the board I mean uh, it, it, across all of our operations we're seeing slightly higher um, you know expected labor uh, increases than, than what we would have had in, in past years uh, obviously the diesel price has increased uh and certain consumable uh, costs, you know, grinding media and anything to do with steel has, has gone up in some cases significantly. So a lot of our input costs have been subject to multi-year uh, purchase contracts that, that are expiring. And so we are seeing, you know, an uptick. I think across the industry from an operating cost perspective, it's in the, you know, 5 to 7% range. And, and I'd say our experience has been consistent with that.
5: Mm-hmm. Great. Thanks a lot. Uh, those are all the questions I have. Thanks uh, again for the call.
0: Thank you. The next question is from Mike Parkin from National Bank Financial. Please go ahead.
7: Hi guys, thanks for taking my questions. Um, one going back to Mexico, uh, Sierra Pelon, you're indicating that'll be depleted in the fourth quarter. Is it expected to kind of be a full quarter of tonnage or kind of a half quarter?
0: Yeah,
3: we're we're. Uh, It'll be at some time in, uh, in November that uh, that we wind up uh, mining there, but the ounces will continue to come off pad, you know, through, through the quarter.
7: Right. Okay. Um, and then just kind of revisiting inflationary kind of comments. Uh, as you're kind of ramping up the phase three expansion, can you just remind us in terms of, like, what additional manpower you have to bring on through contractors as well and how you're finding that availability? We're hearing uh, a bit of labour... Market tightness in uh, in Canada and are you seeing any signs that the higher diesel price is starting to kind of revive you know demand of the oil patcher for, for people and you know increasing competition for staff there
3: yeah on the contractor side i mean yeah I, I would say uh, we are you know as everyone is the, the labor labor market is is tightening up it hasn't hurt our opera you know our Canadian operation hasn't hurt any of our operations, frankly. Um, you know our, our turnover rate hasn't hasn't gone up appreciably, kind of year over year for the last number of years. Um, uh, as we need to bring on contractors for various you know things, I mean you know sinking a shaft is is not a lot of people, it's a lot of time. Uh, and so you know we've we've now uh, we've now awarded that contract. To, to Redpath, I think we can say that. I don't think that's that's confidential. Um, and uh, you know, they have a they have a you know good supply of contractors. A lot of them Canadian based that like to like like to work in, in, in their home country and close to home. So I think I think that'll be fine. You know, building a paste plant uh, or or expanding a mill. You know, those those will also be contractors, and we'll be, you know, contracting with with outfits that will supply those folks. So, um, you know, we haven't, you know, if it's tougher to get people, the costs associated with that may go up a little bit. You know, so we're not quite there in in uh, in our uh, contract letting yet, but we have, we have, you know, we have uh, secured the uh, you know the shaft sinking portion of this, and uh, and we're not seeing you know any any
7: concerns with that. All right. Thanks very much. Um, and then just one more down in Mexico. What should we be kind of modeling for a, a rehandle cost of the stockpiles there on a dollar per ton basis? Yeah, it's around
3: it's around one one dollar a ton U.S.
7: Thanks. Okay. And can you? Um, it's been a while since I've visited this, but um, diesel prices used to be kind of independent of spot market in Mexico. Is that still the case? Where government still dictates you know how prices kind of change year to year you want
3: to check that Jamie?
1: yeah yeah no I think uh, you're, you're right I mean we, we pay uh, to Pemex the, the, the state uh, monopoly but I think the, the the current rate we're paying
7: is more consistent with market prices okay all right that's it for me guys thanks very much
0: thank you Once again, please press star one on your devices keypad if you have a question. The next question is from Carrie Smith from Haywood Securities, please go ahead.
6: Thanks operator. Uh,
0: The first question I had maybe for Peter, just with
6: this uh, slower leach cycle and the higher reagent costs for that stockpiled or mulattoes, is there any concern that, that maybe the ultimate recovery on that material won't get to what you're targeting and maybe the, the reagent costs will actually be higher on average over the course of time? Or are you thinking it's still going to be similar recovery to what you sort of expected, just going to take longer?
3: Yeah, I, there's there's uh, so a couple of things going for us. I mean, yeah, so the reagent costs are higher on that stuff uh, as it's been sitting there longer, sulfidic, ore. you need to put more lime on it, more cyanide on it to, to you know, leach the gold. Um, it is also higher grade, so that's going for us. Recoveries are also, you know, maybe not as bad as as when we put it down there. So there's there's a lot of things that play there. You know, of that of that, you know, whatever we have seven or eight, six or six or seven million tons left of of stockpiled or There is there is there a portion of that that uh, you know is too low grade or low recovery or high reagent costs to to process. There's there's a chance of that. Um, but uh, you know we'll work through that and we won't put it on the pad if it doesn't make sense
6: okay okay so you're not you're not really that concerned about it it is a bit slower but you're not worried that you're gonna lose yeah the it's, it's, it's slower
3: because it's sulfide okay. it's lower recovery because it's sulfide uh, it's higher cost because it's sulfide uh, uh, yeah I mean it's 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 just it's it's going to be—it's going to cause us a lumpy couple of quarters, but then we'll be lumpy in the other direction with 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 uh, La Yaque Grande. It's going to be booming. So, you know, right?
6: Okay, okay, that that's helpful. Thanks, Peter. And yep. then maybe for Jamie, just on the 137 million of capex, uh, La Yaki Grande. Can you remind me how much of that was the pre-strip, and how much of that pre-strip is actually done as of today? I think you. He- you, you, you gave them the exposure, the how many times you've moved them. I'm just wondering percentage-wise how much of that pre-strip is actually done.
1: So, yeah, about 75% of the total capital cost of La Yaqui Grande was, 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 pre, was pre-strip. Uh, and in terms of our percentage completion on that, I, I don't have that number in, in front of me, Kerry, but we're, we're on track and, and on schedule. As Peter said, you know, once La Yaki Grande comes online, uh will be you know production is going to increase pretty dramatically and our costs are going to be cut in half and uh we remain on schedule and you know even better we remain on budget like we're 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 consistent with our with our capital budget there we're not seeing any cost overruns
6: okay okay that's awesome thank you and then peter can you elaborate a bit more on what the issue was with the mill
3: Uh, yeah so i mean a couple of power bumps uh and uh fried motors and uh, sanded out CIL tanks that take days to unsand by hosing them out, followed by getting it back up and running, uh, burning out pumps and waiting for new pumps to show up. It was just it was unfortunate, and you know we we are now you know we have like many spare pumps uh, on site to uh, deal with any similar thing in the future. So it is a, I mean that bill was built in 1985. Uh, and it's been expanded a few times. And we're going to expand it again. Um, and, uh, but we're, uh, we'll, we'll expand it really good this time.
6: <laughs> OK, thanks very much. Appreciate uh, it. Kerry,
2: if I have anything to say about it, we're not going to expand it again. We're <laughs> just, just going to make that clear. We're, we're, we're debating that right now. And uh, we're waiting for the numbers to come in by the end of this quarter. And I'd like to think uh, it, it's, um, it, it's going to go uh, a, a lot better than that.
6: Right. Okay, great. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Operator, are there any further questions?
0: My apologies. Right. There are no further questions at this time. This concludes this morning's call. If you have any further questions that have not been answered, please feel free to contact Mr. Scott Parsons at 416-368-9932.
4: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.